This 2023 Texas Longhorns edition of the final year in the Big 12 on the college, uh, Big 12 college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon score exclusive perks contest and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets and lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. And last but not least, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is football season, so get over there. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook and use the promo code SGP. everybody back to the big 12 college experience part of the sports gambling podcast network hey man we made it the final big 12 preview season preview we uh we got week zero kicking off tomorrow which means we got week one on deck no big 12 action this weekend but we got a loaded slate next weekend that we'll talk about at the end of the show but we got one last uh team preview and we saved uh not the best for last i can tell you that we saved the worst for last uh the team that's got all the expectations headed into this season their final year in the big 12 but before we do so if you're wondering who you're listening to i am moneyline mac aka the former former video coordinator for bob huggins and frank martin got a lot of wins over texas in my day and uh I'm joined each and every episode. He uh, First up, a guy that was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family names, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. A walking contradiction. And may I add, those watching on YouTube.com slash the college experience, he's got the best TV logo in the background because this is a horns down podcast. Rambling Rush. Uh, you've worn, let me ask you this, you've worn the colors of every team mm-hmm. so far, but you seem to not have that burnt orange on today no no so as, as many people know uh my dad's side of the family's from maine we own a retired farm up there so i am a big patriots fan so i threw on the Patriots shirt today i am respecting a two-time super bowl champion malcolm brown who went to texas and did well for the patriots so i'll put some respect there uh we are a hundred percent a horns down <laughs> podcast but it is also the most talented roster uh going in on paper going into the big 12 season so it's it's yeah it's going down (laughs) it is going down hey you know we'll talk about their great roster their madden roster all all pro roster that everybody keeps fucking talking about but first up we got third man in the box batting in the three hole he's got uh he's an oklahoma guy everybody so all you texas fans tuning in he's uh he's got family that's in norman (laughs) he's got family that's in stillwater he's got family in waco Pretty much everywhere, but Austin, he is the Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. I know you've been wanting or you've been waiting for this episode, my man. This, um, so I'm wearing my Florida hospital shirt where I got diagnosed <laughs> with type 1 diabetes. And if people 
talking so about this Texas team, they're going to get fucking diabetes too because this is <laughs> this is almost too much. I mean, I understand they've got a lot of talent and everything, but Steve yeah, the... Sarkeesian has n- not really been that guy, and Quinn Ewers has not really been that guy. So the two most important parts of your football team are the two biggest question marks, and for them to have this much hype and those two gigantic question marks puts us in a very, very, very similar uh, uh, Texas feel we have had in, in some previous years. That's all I'll say for now. Yes, we trust me. I will give you the floor for plenty of time to talk Texas Longhorns, but you mentioned it. Steve Cart, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, year number Former three. Former BYU and, quarterback. He was the, the alcoholic Mormon. Mormon. Yep. yep. And, uh, just to recap his tenure so far in Austin, 13 and 12, uh, 9 and 9 in Big 12 play. If you ask me, uh, that's the definition of mediocrity. Um, they, they they had a good year last year for the most part. Finished 8 and 5, uh, including they lost a bowl game to Washington, but overall had a solid season, finished 6 and 3 after a disastrous first year in Austin. Um, Rush, I'll hand it to you. I think you're higher on Texas and Troy and I, maybe by default. Um, yes. Give me some thoughts on the Sarkeesian era so far after stops at Washington, USC, and then uh, he went to the Saban school for a couple years down in Tuscaloosa. So the thing with Texas, right? You say last year they had a good year with eight and five. Uh, that could have been a nine and four. Obviously, the Alabama game, who they play in Tuscaloosa this year, week mm-hmm. two, could have, could have gone Texas's way last year. Uh here, here's the problem is when you're, you know, a West Virginia Mountaineer, we would, we would love an eight and five season, right? We'd love an eight, nine win season. The problem with Texas is that doesn't cut it right. They, they're, they're the New York Yankees of college football. If they're yeah. not winning at all, or at least the big 12 championship, or they'll be in the sec next year, then, then to them, basically the season's meaningless unless they're able to sneak into a new new year, six bowl or, or something like that. So obviously you said it right. 13 and 12, a lot of questions around Steve Sarkeesian, obviously what he did at head coach at USC. Of course, you know, a lot of people have been revived by the Nick Saban school of coaching. Um, but it it's the verdict still out is we, we really, he may have, we talked about it is it, no one here debates this. He has all the talent in the world, you know, <laughs> on paper, but unless you can coach that up, unless you can do something with it. And I mean, you know, yours too has been bit by the injury bug. I mean, what you're, you're only as good as what you can coach up to. And, and, you know, you, know, you, you exactly, you lose to Alabama and then maybe you lose to Baylor week four. Next thing you know, you're two and two. And then you got guys entering the transfer portal because they expect things too. I was going to say, um, do we think that that expectation might've changed a little bit because their biggest game last year was a loss to Alabama. Like in terms of the fan hype and what everybody was talking yeah. about for expectations and whatnot, their biggest game last year was a loss. I mean, stomping a mud hole in Oklahoma was pretty cool. And you would think that the Texas fans would talk about that more than losing to Alabama. I understand that their quarterback went down and they got put in a precarious situation and the, the outcome of the game could have been significantly different if Quinn played the whole time. But when it comes to the expectations of Texas, you know, you are thinking – New Year's Six Bowl, they're they're Texas. Like they, you should be able to go get five or six high schools and put together a team that wins eight college football games out of Texas pretty dang easily. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I mean, 
maybe the expectations are becoming a little bit more realistic, but uh, it just it just seems like the the all the makings are there for them to have a couple of early slip ups and directly into that. Oh no. It's it's a really interesting schedule, and we'll go game by game on this schedule because they got they got multiple trap spots in. One thing, this is the final year in the Big 12, and I think that Texas fans knew that they were going to get everybody's best shot, but when the commissioner is going on record and saying to the Texas Tech fans and coaches, hey, I'll be in Austin the final week uh, for Thanksgiving, Black Friday game, go get it done like you did in, in Lubbock, if you don't think that you're not you're not getting a call the entire season. Every 50-50 game, no. they got to be 10 points or more better every single week. So, if Tex I think Texas fans knew that, but they didn't realize how much everybody's just sick and tired of them and ready for them to get out of the league. Go ahead. Well, well your mark, I mean, he said the quiet part out loud. But we we all knew yes. what he was. I mean, even Texas fans knew it. And here's my problem with the reaction to that from Texas fans. The the holier than thou is you they the tried lectures, to yeah. They, they, they tried to break up the Big 12 on multiple occasions. They've held this conference hostage. They, you know, that's probably, they, they think that's why, you know, Nebraska and Colorado left. People got tired of Texas's bullshit. Texas so, A&M. Exactly. Texas A&M too. And hell, probably Missouri. People are tired. You know, you got the Longhorn Network, which hasn't actually been a benefit. Maybe you've made some more money, yeah. but that hasn't been a benefit to your win, winning program. Like, it's you, 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 you get, you put yourselves on the top. Okay. And then you get mad when people come for it. it it's, it's, you got to be one or the other. And that, and that's the, pro I think that's the problem everyone has with Texas. If, if you're just sensitive. winning and there's great team. Yeah. Then, then take it, take it like a champion. You know, I'm wearing this Patriots shirt here. It was a great 20 year dynasty. Yeah, everyone would talk shit and it's like, all right, we'll see you on the football field. I'm not worried. Talk all yeah, the shit you it, want. It, it and, seems and you like, do that to Texas, and it's like they get all soft. They're the Cowboys. Like now, yeah, they're they're definitely the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they're the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, yes. it seemed, yeah, it, it's the same thing. Like when when, like when the competition wasn't as good at, as Texas, and everybody was making it seem like they were coming for Texas, they're coming for that number one spot. And Texas knew, like, you guys don't have the talent, and you guys can't do anything about us. It's no big deal. But now the talent is elsewhere, and teams have been successful at picking off Texas. It's no longer cool to come for Texas. Yeah, fuck off. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's coming for your ass. No doubt. And shout out to the chat. It's literally there. A lot of horns down. Andrew Shore's in there. Horns down. This is a reminder. Horns down podcast. Um, yeah, let, we got plenty more to talk Texas Longhorns, but we got to do that on the other side because we got to talk about Game time because, hey, man, it's football season. we got football kicking off in Ireland. You're probably wanting to get some damn seats for these games, tickets. Uh, fuck, the economy is tough right now. Tickets are as expensive as ever. Beer is ex as expensive as ever. Rush, you are a big advocate of the Game Time app. You used it for years and years. Tell everybody about uh, a little bit about Game Time. Absolutely. Use Game Time, as I said on the previous previews. Uh, since its inception, it's honestly with you able to see your seat where you want to sit ahead of time. Like I said, I've met you. I met Troy outside of Nats Park at the bullpen at Walters. Get your drinks before. And then, hey, you wait right before Game Time, uh, the, the literal Game Time, not the app. And 
Yeah. Uh, the, you watch, you watch this ticket prices dip because people are just trying to get rid of them. And, and it's, it's, it's the best app, best, best user experience. And then, and their game time guarantees all what you always know you're going to get the best price too. Yeah. I like, like Russ said too, you get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly where to, what to expect, where your seats are, buy tickets in just a matter of seconds, just like that. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. No hard tickets. So you're not drunk at the bar before the game, losing it in the port of John. Who knows what the hell you're doing? So you never have to dig through your email either, which is a plus for me because I get enough spam. Uh, get over there, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off on your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account CFBX for the code twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And like I said, man, it's college football season, which means underdog fantasy is back and back better than ever. August has one week left, and it means it's football season. Uh, and you're probably getting ready to draft your uh, fantasy football team. So get over there to underdog fantasy. Get a championship-ready team for your home league, your money league, whatever league you're playing in. Best ball on underdog fantasy. All you have to do is sign up, and you're in a snake draft. No waivers, no trades, none of, none of that other stuff. You said it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million total in prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million, which they might need to buy out Sarkeesian if they uh, – uh, that, that might be uh, pennies for what they it's going to cost to buy out Sarkeesian. Add a couple zeros to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have what it takes to win it all? Well, let's find out. Get over there at Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get a first deposit doubled up to $100. The Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And my favorite pick of week zero, I like Jack State. Uh, I may have a more favorite uh, play on the season. It may be the Texas win total that we'll preview here in a little bit. But for right now, Jack State money line, Rich Rod back at the FBS uh, uh, ranks. Jack State's going to get it done over the Tink Tink UTEP Miners tomorrow. So get over there to underdogfantasy.com. Home dogs. Let's go. Uh, plenty of home dogs on this schedule against Texas, I can tell you that. Uh, all right, so let's talk uh, 2023. I, I guess we kind of started already transitioning uh, last year. So trajectory, 5-7, and seven, then 8-5. and five. They, they've won three more games from first year to second year. Why rush is everybody – why is this year going to be different? We'll, we'll, we'll play half glass full. I, this is going to be hard for us, but let's do the positive Texas. Side. Okay. Why is, why is Texas and Sarkeesian, Quinn, yours different this year? Well, yours stays healthy, hit, finally really hits his stride. Steve Sarkeesian lets his players do what they're capable of. Um, the players don't play from an individual level and NIL and trying to get to the next level. They play from a team level and they come out with, Hey, you know, big 12 doesn't want us anymore. We uh, clearly don't want you. Let's, let's send this off. Right. I Troy, think it give, goes, a, give, give us some positive Texas. I think it goes well. If Quinn Ewers can put any of the uh, like statistical accomplishments and whatnot aside, and take advantage of the fact that they have a stacked wide receiver core and just spread the ball out to whoever's open instead of trying to make too many huge plays. Mm -hmm. Just take advantage of 
the thing that we always talk about with Texas is that their athletes are their, their talent and their speed and their power is there. So just give those guys the fucking go- the ball and get out of the way. If he can do that, I think they're, they're still going to be a pretty solid and a tough team all year long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they go to Alabama and win that game and things turn up. Oh my God. Can you imagine if they win that? The Texas back uh, memes would be flying like freaking uh, Black Friday shopping list. Um, I think if Texas is going to be good this year, why it could be different, I think it's the trenches. I think they're better on the O line and D line. Reports out of camp that uh, their defensive line is really taking a, a step forward. But I, and they're, they're having issues running the ball, but that also goes into my next part. They're going to miss B. John Robinson more than I think everybody realized. I mean, we don't see running backs get drafted in the top 10 anymore. He went in the top 10, and everybody saw him in that first preseason game for a reason. And um, they're, they're also – they're not just going to miss B. John Robinson. They're also going to miss uh, uh, Robinson behind him, which, I mean, so the one-two punch – of the Texas backs, they don't have either. Back, sorry, Roshan Johnson. I got. I said John, Robinson again. Yeah, Roshan Johnson. So I mean, the one-two punch of Robinson and Johnson last year. Those are two big voids. Um, Rush transfer portal. They had a couple key additions at skill position. Anything stick out in terms of additions and subtractions? Um, I kind of hinted at it with Bijan already. I I think the the funny maybe not funniest but the biggest addition might be someone that doesn't even play this year and arch manning like yeah he, yeah, like because because what he does is well who knows i mean if viewers gets hurt or starts laying an egg he might get some he might see the field this year but we'll put that to the side for now but by just that hype going into it i mean when you have someone like um, with the manning last name go to a place like texas I mean, then you start you start rolling in more money. You start rolling in other recruits want to go there. It, it kind of reestablishes the brand name of Texas. So that that's what's funny is I think the biggest get this year is going to be someone that may not even see the field. I um, Arch Manning's never going to play over Malik. Uh, M- Malik Murphy is way better than Arch Manning. And I think Malik Murphy, uh, one of the questions I have on here is when you is going to start 10 games, like the over under on that. And I'm taking yeah. the under because I think Malik Murphy is a significantly better quarterback than Quinn Ewers. I I was just getting ready to say that the ironic thing is Ewers and Manning get all the hype, but Murphy might be the best quarterback out of the group. Uh, let, well, let's uh, let's take one last break and then we will get back and talk Texas Longhorns game by game 2023 season. But like you said, we are brought to you by DraftKings because you waited all year and college football is finally back. So are the tailgates, traditions, and great offers from DraftKings Sportsbooks. Uh, right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they just bet $5 on any college football game this weekend. Um, plenty of games to choose from. There's seven games tomorrow. You got Notre Dame, USC playing. I kind of already teased it out which one I like the best. I like Jack State on the money line as my uh, week zero lock. So get over there. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Gambling problem? Uh, please call 1-800-C-DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible uh, gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.slash football terms. And which means get over there to DraftKings. And we are also brought to you by our SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out the Patreon. Sign up today for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including our NFL win totals contest at a $1,000 first place prize. Hey, the guys are out there in Vegas right now at the Circa. Go check out that. Uh, they'll be on VSIN later tonight at midnight Eastern, 9 o'clock uh, Pacific. And, uh, and what the Patreon is, man, it's just a way to fight back against the corporate gambling hacks out there. Trying to scam you for $99.99 a year to give out uh, 50% on your picks. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network will never give out, uh, will never charge for picks. All picks have always and will always be for free. Do your part. Help out the Sports Gambling Podcast by heading over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Reminder, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking horns down, Texas Longhorns. Final year in the Big 12. Here we go. Uh, JT, we'll go game by game on the schedule, give out our season I, predictions. Um, oh, I did, go ahead, Troy. I did want to say something about uh, A.D. Mitchell transferring in from Georgia. I think that'll probably be their biggest addition to the team. Um, Anytime you can get somebody that's got experience and winning a bunch of playoff games is really going to help whatever position group, whatever, you know, the whole offense as a whole. And then getting Trill Carter to transfer from Minnesota, just getting somebody on your team's name that is Trill is that's got to be worth a win, maybe a win and a half. So maybe they get to five this year. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> with it, with the Alabama win. So <laughs> yeah, he said it right. So that's a big peak. Hey, so let me ask you this. We'll lead it right off. Troy, you're you're on the clock first. They take on JT Daniels and the Rice Owls. JT Daniels entering his uh, 23rd season in college football. Him and Tom Brady played about the same amount of years of, of football at the quarterback position. Uh, you got the Longhorns starting off hot here. 35-point spread, by the way. I, um, I think the narrative that I'm going with is I would take Texas to cover this one. Even I think they win this game and they cover it. And uh, the Texas back meter starts clicking. It's already at like three quarter tank. It starts clicking to that, like almost full tank. The, the, the funny Rush, thing about win, uh, right? Tom Brady and, and JT Daniels, Tom Brady played for less teams than JT Daniels has. So no, no. <laughs> um, I actually agree with Troy here. I think Texas covers the spread. Uh, you said, I, I think this is like a 50, 60 point to, you know, 14. Mike, this one might be one where you get to see Arch. Yeah. yeah, you could see Arch, Arch, and, you might see Arch and Murphy. the The weird thing about Rice is supposed to play really fast, so I don't know if that's going to go well. That could be like what Colorado is getting ready to walk into with uh, TCU, their opener, where we're going to play really, really fast. But if you don't have the Jimmys and Joes, uh, you may be giving the the, the, other <laughs> the the other team that's got the better uh, horses more possession. So you, we're going to play really fast and punt with fourteen and minutes punt. and fifteen seconds on in the first 
quarter. <laughs> it's like Chip. It's like fucking Chip Kelly in the NFL. Hey, we're gonna play really fast. All right, that was a forty-second uh, possession, and your defense is gas now. And you're down <laughs> Twenty-eight, nothing. Uh, all right, so one and I'll give it to him. Uh, Rice is gonna kick a field goal to cover and lose by thirty-five. Let's go. Um, so here we go. Is Texas back? Here's the game. This, I mean, we talked about it last year. Twenty to nineteen, Texas. This was their moral victory of moral victories. This was the Texas's back, started the momentum based off a loss. Nick Saban, Bryce Young. Honestly, Texas got jobbed in this game. They should have won the game. They got fucked by the refs on that safety call with Bryce Young. They lose viewers. Uh, Troy, do the Longhorns shock the world in Nick Sabanville and Tuscaloosa? I don't want to pick them to win this game, and I won't be wagering any dollar on the Texas side. But I think for the sake of the Texas back narrative, they go down and they get Alabama by a field goal. Oh, and God. the world and the world begins to burn as after they beat Alabama, they will be fully convinced that they are actually back, not realizing that it's week two. <laughs> I I'm actually Troy, I have similar beliefs to you. Is I have con- I have real concerns about Alabama this year, and of course I'll say that, and then we'll fast forward to the end of the season, and they'll go undefeated and win the national championship. But I, something's not right with with the quarterback at Alabama, and I, the thing is, this is a home game for Alabama, so so, but but I'm with you. I I actually I think Texas is going to win this game. This is oh shit! So composite, is- we already have it as a win. Yeah, this is definitely one of the teams I, that Texas. Had I don't have a good feeling about this down. game. Yeah, I don't feel good about this game at all. I think everybody's picking Texas already. Uh, I think Bama's going to run the ball down their throat. I think I think you're going to see the old school Bama come out this year, and they'll bring along the quarterback positions. You, the funny thing about Bama, like they went to Tua and, and all these guys, Mac Jones, the pro style quarterbacks. They've only won right. one national championship with that style of play. They won Mac five Jones, the baby. Yeah. And then I guess you could say Tua, but Jalen Hurts Tua and Tua split. Yeah. But, I mean, Tua wasn't the starter. Jalen Hurts was the starter, and they ran the ball. So uh, so you guys got Sarkeesian going down and getting his revenge on his old boss. 2-0 for the Longhorns. Shocking the world. They're going to be uh, number one in the country on Monday if they do this, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because they're starting, they're starting in the top ten. Maybe, maybe Georgia will still be, but all right. So Texas is back. They're going undefeated. Uh, Wyoming's going to get them, then, right? The other Cowboys, right, Troy? <laughs> it wouldn't be. I mean, it would be very Texas for them to beat that Alabama game and blow their load and, and slip <laughs> up against Wyoming. Um, if they were going, if they were going on the road to Laramie, I would one hundred percent take Wyoming money line in this game, but. That doesn't happen to be the case, so I'm sticking with Texas here. I I don't think it's going to be quite enough for Wyoming to go to Austin after even after like big Alabama victory and and all of that come down for the next week. I think it could be a an interesting close game though. I think maybe Texas has to like have a touchdown drive in the late fourth quarter to push it to ten or to push it to uh, thirteen or something like that. And really close the game out but i could see texas making a few mistakes and keeping wyoming in this game longer than they should be after that alabama win i i like i think the best bet in this game especially re- regardless if it's close or not against 
excuse me, regardless if they beat Alabama or not, at least if that game's a close game, I'd probably go Wyoming in the first half spread. Like I, I think this is one of these where, where they come out just kind of, they're going to, they play Baylor next week, start the big 12 schedule and come out kind of lackadaisical. And then they put it together kind of at the end of the fourth quarter and end up winning this. But I, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, yeah, especially because Wyoming will have played Texas Tech already. So they're already Big 12 uh, battle-tested. I skipped a step in our episode, by the way. So uh, you can tell I'm just, like, down on Texas. Uh, the over-under for the Longhorns is set at 9.5. A flat plus 100 to win the Big 12. Don't make that, that bad. Second, that's a terrible bet. Second, that's the second shortest odds behind Georgia. So they have better odds to win the conference than Clemson who's been to the playoff, Ohio State, who's been to the playoff, Michigan, who's been to the playoff. All three have won national champions, or not Michigan. Um, yeah, yeah, they have the shortest sh- shortest odds to win the Big 12 uh, among all the other Power 5 conferences, other than if, Georgia. If you're thinking about betting them to win the conference, might as well bet them to appear in the national semifinal. I, absolutely. Like, if you yeah, think they're going to win bet. the if you think they're going to yeah. win the Big 12 at even money, the for them to not slip up and still make it to Dallas and, and win the big 12. They, they really might be in that semifinal conversation. So I think that would be a much more valued bet where you're still kind of betting on the same outcome. Yeah, no, I, well, you guys, I was actually surprised that you guys picked them to beat Bama. Um, Cause I was going to say before that I was going to be like, I would bet that over their over under win total. If you think they're going to lose to Bama, because if they lose to Bama, they're, I mean, that means you only have one loss remaining. If you get two losses, you could still get to Dallas and win it, and you'll get that plus money versus uh, the minus nine and a half. It's like minus 135. So, But you guys had them beating Bama, so if you guys uh, are more confident in the over, play that side. All right, so we got them at 3-0 and composite. I got them at 2-1. and You guys got them at 3-0. and Sikkim, final time at McLean Stadium. Uh we on the Baylor preview, we all had Baylor winning. Rush, have you changed at all on this one? Nope. Baylor's the dark horse. I'm 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 doubling down on Baylor. This is where they get their first loss um of the season. And I think something about that Bama game where it could hurt a Texas team, because I mean this has never happened before, is maybe Texas goes in and beats Bama and then we kind of find out that Bama's actually it's not that Texas was good, it's that Bama was below people's expectations for the year and so they get like so overconfident and then big 12 play starts and then they just that downhill spiral begins that that's that goes into my theory of the whole them beating bama i think um like we were talking about on the kansas state schedule texas has their own couple of three game stretches that are pretty difficult to go especially this first one going baylor kansas and then oklahoma Mm -hmm. at the cotton bowl and I, what I said about Kansas State was they've got a pretty good chance of winning that first game of each set of three and kind of getting them rolling into the next two. I think it's kind of the opposite here for Texas. I think they're going to have trouble in those first of the three games, and it might set them on a downwards trend. I think they go to McLean and get fucked up by Baylor. I think oh, I, Baylor I wins this game by like 17 points or something like that. I think Blake Shapin's a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers, and I'm taking the Baylor Bears, sticking with it, over the Texas Longhorns. And uh, 
maybe they find out there's a bit of a leak in the not back tank and, and <laughs> it starts leaning back the other direction. So, so uh, I, I got Baylor winning. This is the final time in Waco. This is personal for Baylor. Uh, early look ahead line is seven and a half. Take the points, fucking hit the money line when it's, mm-hmm. when it's available. Uh, Baylor's winning this game. It's probably going to be that 11 a.m. game out there. They're going to be ready to go. The boats are going to be flown right up to McLean Stadium. They're going to punch Texas right in the mouth. Um, yeah, so we all got Baylor winning that one. Three and one for the Longhorns. And I just realized, I was looking at their schedule. I think on all the other previews, I had Texas losing in every single game. So we'll see if they go 0-9 on my uh, prediction. Uh, Kansas uh, going to Austin for the first time since the scene of the crime. The only win for Lance Leipold two years ago. Jalen Daniels on the scene. Do they make it two in a row in Austin Rush? Man, Kansas has had their number. Look ahead like, to Oklahoma too. Yeah, that that's the look ahead. Regard even even if because I could see Texas obviously getting up for Baylor and Kansas being that sandwich spot. This is a tough spot for Texas. This is Kansas is actually in a great shape to play them. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go Kansas here. I I <laughs> I I I I like it. I three and zero oh to three and two, and and people start getting a little nervous. I went in the Kansas preview. I went Kansas, and in the Texas preview, I'm going Kansas uh, <laughs> again. Uh, Jalen is a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers, and when it comes to a late game, even even with it being in Austin, I'm trusting Jalen Daniels over Quinn Ewers. Eleven days out of ten. Yeah, no, I, I'm on Kansas as well. They've had their number. They 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 uh they beat him a couple years ago. Uh, they should have beat him a couple years before that as well. When Kansas was really really bad, Kansas always has their number. So zero and two for the Longhorns. All right, so let me ask you this. So this is the scenario that I've kind of been teasing at. If they're three and two, I have them at two and three. How hot is that seat now? Um, the seat has to be extremely hot because Steve Sarkeesian's buyout is very, very simple. It's just 70% of the remaining contract. So if they buy him out, they actually save money. I mean that the seat will always be like the, the seat warmer in the car is always on. It's always at least that warm. Uh, Rush, how hot is this seat if, if, if they have two losses by this point? Cause it's, it's playoffs or busts for this team. If they have two losses by, October one, I mean, they're gonna be calling for his head. I, I mean, I think at a minimum it's Big Twelve. You gotta get to the Big Twelve championship or bust. Um, I especially before you go in the SEC because they're they're just that's gonna be a lamb going to the slaughterhouse. Uh, well, I think it here. Here's the next question: Is then we have Red River the next game? If he loses that and they're three and three, it's it's over. Yeah, no. <laughs> is this a game where the loser is fired? I mean, imagine if Oklahoma stumps their toe out of the gate against SMU or Iowa State or somebody, and they got two losses coming in, and we got a desperation versus desperation. Uh, you you teased it, Rush. I mean, next up, you got Boomer Sooner. You got Hookem. One last time at the Cotton Bowl, Big 12 style, before they go to SEC um, to finish uh, 10th and 11th next year in that league. Um what do you got here, Rush? You got Texas. Oh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to give them a win. I I think Oklahoma is more dysfunctional. Um, I definitely think this is Venable's last year in Oklahoma. I know I didn't join the preview with you all, um, but when we do our final 
uh, predictions. We'll, we'll lay it out. And there'll be some amendments in those predictions. There were a couple Benedicts, especially on my end. Yeah. But I do think, uh, and we're talking, you know, we're chunking these games out, like, right, 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Um, so their, their second round of three games, I, I do believe they go two and three. But so I'll give them a win against Oklahoma. I think on the Oklahoma preview, I went with Texas, but I thought I said it was going to be a close game. I don't think it'll I, be closer than last year. Absolutely. I don't think I picked Oklahoma to win. I hope so for Venable's sake. <laughs> well, that's the only thing is, you know, you have to replay these teams that you just stomped a mud hole in and they've got it circled on the schedule no matter what. You know, Texas is already going to be a, te- a a game that they're looking forward to. And then you add on the fact that you got shut out and beat by the biggest margin in Red River rivalry history. I don't know. I kind of want to go with Oklahoma just so they would be 0-3 in league play. Um, But I haven't really been addicted myself on any of these. So I'll go ahead and give this one to Texas. But it's going to be – this is going to be, regardless of the outcome of the game, unless they win, you know, 49 to nothing again. It's definitely going to be a what the fuck is Sarkeesian doing? Is he drinking again? Like what we beat Alabama? What we're supposed to be the best team in the country? I uh, I got to win too. So you guys got him at Ford too. I th- I think that they're better than Oklahoma and Texas will get up for Oklahoma. They'll they'll get oh yeah Oklahoma will get Texas's best shot. I'm down on Venables as well. We did that preview. I think I had him at seven and five. I may even knock him more. I, the more and more I think about it, Troy, I kind of am on to your SMU angle uh, week two where they might they might pop up and pick off Oklahoma. Um, all right, so you guys got them four and two, composite four and two as well. I got I had Alabama winning, so three and three for me at the halfway point at the bye. Uh, October the 21st, this one is interesting because Dana Holgerson takes his winning record against the Texas Longhorns in Morgantown, uh, but this time he's at Houston. All these years, Texas has blocked Houston from getting into the Big 12. They get him one time in H-Town. What happens here, Rush? Dana will give him a game, but this is I, – I know they'll have a 10-day break after this because they play West Virginia that Thursday night. I think that West Virginia Thursday night game that we've talked about with, with Dana and Houston, that's that's a all-in type of game for him. He, he wants to stick it to West Virginia and, you know, might expose be willing to expose the playbook a little more than than he usually would. Um, I'll, I'll give it to Texas, but I mean, Dana's not, Dana's going to give him a game. He'll at least give him like a solid half or three quarters. He, he, he knows how to, he knows how to game prep against, you know, teams like this. We've seen it in, you know, when he was here in Morgantown, did very well against Texas, but I do think Texas comes away with a win after this game. The way that Houston gets to play him kind of sandwiched in between three pretty challenging games and then three pretty challenging games. There's just something stinky about, this matchup and it being in Houston, uh, Dana is going to win this game. The Houston Cougars are going to beat Texas in their one matchup. They get, yes. they're going to beat them in their yes. one matchup. They get, uh, I guess Baylor's a pretty tough road spot and Bama in the, uh, uh, non-con. So maybe that's a bit of wishful thinking, but I think, I think the skirted egg is going to take down the stumbling, the stumbling, uh, contradiction. <laughs> I I I I bet on this one. This has been my favorite upset pick. Just because, man, Houston got blocked all those years by Texas. They get one shot at them before they go to the SEC. They're probably never going to play again. Tom Herman revenge game two uh, went over from Houston to Texas, and then they they completely fucked Herman. By the way, 
I mean, he's been better than Sarkeesian, and they ran him right they out really of town. They really did. They're probably yeah, going to run Sarkeesian. you got to yeah. think Texas would be a pretty good program by now if they had just stuck with Tom Herman all along to this point, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah. Dana pulls one more rabbit hole out of his ass, and he fucking wins this game. The Red Bull, he's going to have the visor sideways. They're going to carry him off the field. Well, they like don't. Bill Walsh. They don't have to yeah, play Oklahoma State. Win. They don't have to play Oklahoma State this year, and Kansas always has the number, but they they play them at home. So there's going to be one of these lower level road teams that gets them on the road, just like uh, Oklahoma State probably typically would have done if they were playing this game in Stillwater or Austin. I think Dana oh, fills I think Dana fills the role for Mike Gundy and fucks him up right in the middle of the year. I like that angle. You know, shout out to Mike Gundy. It's a shame that we don't at least get to see Gundy beat Texas one last time. Uh, it was beautiful last year in Stillwater. Shout out to our guy. Uh, all right, so composite. Oh, man, four and three. See, it's getting hotter and hotter there in Austin. Uh, I got him at three and four. Rush uh, is Mr. Optimistic on him at five and two, which is pretty <laughs> sad for their standards that they're five and two with their expectations. Uh, and a win against right, Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is, this is don't worry. This is where it gets fun. This is where it Russ, gets fun. Here you go. Does Taysom Hill come out of retirement and beat the Longhorns? You 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 don't even need to. I mean, he played quarterback at BYU. He signed the honor code. Wasn't allowed to drink. He went he went down he went down the wrong path. And and this is this is God's revenge against Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, BYU wins this game. BYU's done great against Texas. It does suck this game's not at Provo. I was hoping the Big 12 would stick it in Texas and put the game in Provo. But they're probably like, oh, BYU will win at Texas anyway. They've done it before in Mac Brown's career down there. They they this is this is a get-up spot for BYU. They're this is BYU's gonna win this game. Are they gonna send Sarkeesian out like Mac Brown? <laughs> Dude, they might how I was gonna say this could be the one uh Steve could hit the bottle hard after this if they if they slip up in this game. Um, I like the whole idea that every little bounce is probably going to go BYU's way because Steve Sarkeesian went back on his honor code signing at BYU. <laughs> God's gonna God's gonna hit him with the fuck you. You can't be drinking on the job, Steve. And and a fumble is gonna like bounce right out of the hands of somebody, and BYU's it's gonna land right in their chest, run it back for six points. Yeah, I uh, I think I should go with Texas here, but I I don't know. I feel it like, like I feel like you and like... I should we should split the Houston BYU game. Like they're gonna they're probably gonna they're gonna fuck one of those games up. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna lose both, but I think one yeah. of those two games ends up being a loss. I have it at Houston just because it's on the road, but um, yeah, I'll go ahead and stick with that then. I'll say they sneak out against BYU and beat yeah. Houston. So, I mean, either way, like... If this Russia, game was in Provo, this would be the easiest money line underdog bet of all time. Oh, God. <laughs> no doubt. No no fucking doubt. And Russ just signed off. He signed off like Mac Brown and Steve Sarkeesian after BYU beats him. So, uh, to recap before Russ rejoins us, got to love uh, the internet at Morgantown. Uh, four games ago, I got them at four and four. So they're in bowl contention. You know, they're talking national championship. Now nah, you're real narrative. Can you get to a bowl in your final year? Troy, you got them at, you actually got them at five and three. Rush got them at five and three. But reminder, you guys gave them a win against Alabama to get to five and three. Uh, composite five and three as well. Here come the Kansas State Wildcats defending Big 12 champs, not Texas, K State. 
Texas has beat them six in a row. Not seven. Yep. I'm with you. I am with I, you. Um, I think this is a horrible matchup for Texas. They've got all the athletes to take advantage of it. And I just, again, like I said on the K-State preview, I'm not, I'm not siding with Steve Sarkeesian over a Kansas State team that's the only reason why they have any success is because of how well they're coached and how well they stick and know their identity. I think you're going to see the difference between a real, a real conference championship competitor and Texas in this game here. I think Kansas state goes to Austin and wins this game. Yeah, that's happening. And so composite now, what five and four we'll get rushes at it. Here comes rush. He's coming back in. He's on the hot spot. Um, I am. Not spot it. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think God was a little mad at me. I went a little sacrilegious there, so I brought up the the BYU. Well, we we said you signed off like Sarkeesian and Mac Brown after they I, lose I, the BYU. Exactly. I was I was doing a little uh, show, showing what's going to happen, dude. The power literally just went out. Good old uh, good old Morgantown Wi-Fi strikes again. No doubt, uh, Rush. We we gave him a win against BYU because we both went loss against Houston. So we said they were going to fuck up either that Houston or BYU game. So yeah, if they gave beat it a split. Houston, if we, if they beat like Houston, the they lose to BYU. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have them beating K-State at home? K-State at home. Mm. I have, they'll split the K-State TCU. I'll, 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 no, do you know what? I'll, I'll give this game to K-State. So that's a clean sweep for the case. They're not losing seven in a row. You heard Wiser. He said it in uh, the, the deputy commissioner. He said, you know, Texas are moving to the SEC because they rather associate themselves with losing to Alabama and Florida yeah, than to Kansas point. State and Iowa State. He was telling you what was going to happen down the stretch, and Iowa State's still on the schedule, just like your mark was telling you what's going to happen against Texas Tech. Oh, my God, how many losses? They're losing so much right now. It's ridiculous. Uh Five and four. So, I mean, they're fighting for their life to get to a bowl game all of a sudden. They got to go to Fort Worth now for one last one last game. Is this just like Baylor rush? One last ass kicking? <laughs> um, No, I think Texas wins this game against TCU. This, is, this was a close one last year, um, which actually this was a weird game last year, TCU and Texas. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Texas. Uh, like I said, I think they split the Kansas state TCU. Yeah. I don't, I don't think TCU has quite enough to pull off a full upset here. I think if they give you seven points or something like that in Fort worth, then that might be right around where it's going to end up. Like I would, I would think that it's going to be a one touchdown game and Texas gets that just because of their, their edge and talent and size and whatnot. And again, you know, I can shit on Quinn Ewers all I want, but bringing back a returning quarterback that has some significant playing time is it's always going to be a little bit easier than trying to work somebody new in. Um, I know it's later in the season, so maybe TCU has caught on to something by now, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Texas for the time being. Oh, man, I want to go TCU so bad. Um, but I, got, I guess I got to give them a win eventually. Um I'll give them a win just because TCU got him in Austin last year, the final trip in Austin. So maybe Texas wins a meaningless game on the rematch. So composite, we got him at six and four. So they clinched the bowl game. Uh, I'll tell you what, if they're guys, six and four, though, how many of those players are going to be gone? 
lots. Well, that's that, that goes back to my whole narrative. Like, with the way this schedule shakes, if they have two losses by Red River, they're going to shut it down mentally on, on Sarkeesian. Well, that's Sarkeesian a good point. Will prob- Sarkeesian will probably ago. shut it down mentally on himself. Yeah. Well, no and doubt. then some no. guys are going to want to keep their red shirt too. And maybe red shirt. Archie yeah. <laughs> Manning. Um, all right. So here you go. Final trip in Ames, Iowa. Here we go. November. They're not even going to have a team at that point. The gamblers are going to be I don't out. Think any, it's going to be, I think it's going to be each team's third strings against each other at this point. <laughs> Yeah, but well, the Iowa State third strings might have played nine games by now. Uh-huh. I was going to say, and if you <laughs> remember, they the played Kansas, or Texas ones too. <laughs> yeah, in 2021, the last time they went to Ames, they completely drilled them uh, in, in, in a November game, a nighttime game. It was cold. They beat them like 30 to nothing. Rush, does Ames, Iowa get the better of Texas one last time? These fans, they could be 0-10. Or one and nine, and they are going to be single-handedly will their team to win. I, here. I I I completely agree with that. And if you had asked me a month ago, or maybe not even a month ago, whenever we did our Iowa State preview, I would have been all on board. Um, but I'm I think these last two games, similar to you know the chunking method, uh, I think they're split, and we know how the commissioner feels about the last game of the season. Uh, so in in Iowa State's issues going on right now, I will I think Texas wins this game. So yeah, Rush got I, him at seven and four. I don't I don't think Yormark's gonna be right about both Iowa State and Texas Tech here. And because of the uncertainty at Iowa State, I think Texas would still be able to win this game, even if it was string versus string. In fact, that probably favors Texas a lot. Um I think Texas might even get this done kind of easily on the road. I I, I actually agree. I'm not I'm sure the Ames fans will be pumped and everything, but that isn't really going to going to affect the fact that any kind of big player for Iowa State is not there. And Texas will still have a few playmakers that are trying to make a name for themselves. So I'm going to go with Texas in this one. Uh, I gave them a win at TCU. They're not going 2-0 on this road trip. Ames, Iowa, they're going to get it done. And that I got – so I got Texas at 5-6. and six. It's one game to go. You guys got them at 7-4. and four. Oh yeah, let's go Cyclones. Cyclones are no winning that game. I'm a, I can't wait. I can't wait to bet that game. Yes, Black Friday is this uh, the final game of the Sarkeesian era? Rush, you got about seven and four. Did they finish eight and four, nine and four, or sorry, eight and four, seven and five? I can't seven and five. This this game's already been been marked by by your mark. Um, so, so you know, there's going to be some yellow flags against some orange teams in this game. Uh, they're, Texas Tech's going to win this game. I think I like Ryan's approach of Texas having five wins and coming into the Iowa State and Texas Tech matchups that your mark said they're going to fucking lose, and they lose both of them and miss out on a motherfucking bowl game. That would be so funny because I already know you're taking Texas Tech here for sure uh, because oh, I, yeah. I am too. Texas Tech is going to win this game. I don't give a shit that it's in Austin. This is uh, – this it's is, the, this cheese is crowd. the biggest fuck you. It doesn't even time. matter the records of either team. <laughs> oh, no, either. no, this, no. This Texas is winning, losing. Texas Tech is winning this game. Texas yes. is losing. Texas Tech sends Texas to the SEC, not bowl eligible. Five and seven, just like Texas A&M, their buddy last year did in uh, 
in uh, College Station. So it can be done. A team that was in the top five, top ten, all of a sudden goes from top five, top ten to not bowl eligible, five and seven. And Jimbo's a better coach than Steve Sarkeesian. So yeah, I was going to say, I think I would take biggest, Jimbo over Sark all day. So Hell yeah. Very He's possible. won a national championship. This year's biggest underachiever in college football, your Texas Longhorns. Um, all right, so seven and five, they go to a bowl. Is this it? I don't think. I don't think if they make a bowl, Sarkeesian would be coaching this game. I'm pretty sure I know what Ryan was going to ask. Is is this it for Sark? Yeah, um, I think we have all the Texas like fans trying to hack this. Yeah, they're this live. They're, they're, de- they're ddosing us and sending us too many packets for our internet to handle. There we. Uh, so no, I agree. Mad. I mean, if they're going to Troy, if they're going to a bowl game at seven and five or or whatever they're going, Sark's at, not it's, there. Well, I don't think their team's there. No, I don't think anyone's there. They might, they might <laughs> decline a bowl invitation if they're seven and five. I, I could see that. No, Honestly, I, they might. Like if they're only getting invited to the who the fuck knows what taxslayer.com bowl, they could now, be screwed. You is were, Texas you, messing with your Wi-Fi too, Ryan? Yeah, they're, they're cancel culture, man. They fuck. I said they're going not going to a bowl game, and they cut my Wi-Fi off. <laughs> So I assumed you were asking about uh, if Sark would still be there or if this is it for Sark, if they're seven and five going to a bowl game. I, uh, I don't think he would be coaching that bowl game. And I even said to rush, I think there would be a chance at seven and five that Texas turns down a bowl. invitation. I, I agree with that. There's more likely if they're seven and five, they'll turn down a bowl. <laughs> with like 30 guys trying to transfer out that aren't going to play in the bowl game and no head coach. Like, yeah, maybe they might just say, fuck it. That money's pennies to them anyway that they get from the bowl. That doesn't do anything for them or their brand. All right, so it actually makes them look worse that they play in the bowl game. Yeah, they don't want to be in the Frosted Flakes fucking bowl game against uh, uh, rematch against Wyoming in week number three or Rice in week number (laughs) one. Um, All right, so I give out the floor five and seven. If all these fifty-fifty games, they don't get any calls, they they self-implode, they quit on Sarkeesian. What's the ceiling? Ten and two. Yeah, I feel like they're going to at least lose two. Yeah. mm. I mean, if they beat Alabama. That's the thing. It's everything. It's it's down to week two. But I still still see both Kansas State and Baylor as victory. They'll lose one Big 12 game. For sure. So the question is, do they lose to Alabama? I think 10 and 2 might even be their ceiling. I think even if they lose to Alabama, maybe they end up beating Baylor, but that kind of evens itself out between those two games. No, I I, I agree with you. I, I think I can't see them get into the play. I don't like their schedule, man. I, I, really, I don't like it. I really could see Oklahoma winning that Red River shootout too. I agree with that too. Yeah, like, I don't them, I don't think it's ex- that too. I don't think it's expected, but again, I think, you know, the better quarterback is at Oklahoma. Both coaches and suck. And, and and they can pretend uh the AD of Texas, like we're we're embracing the hate last year in the big you're, they do not embrace the hate. They're no, sensitive they bitches. They they, re- yeah. they they are so sensitive, so insecure. They 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 can't stand the things that your mark and those guys are saying about them. And they're just gonna be their worst own enemy this year. And I can see Sarkeesian just completely this season completely getting away from them, just like their cousins at A and M did last year. Five and seven for me. 
Let's go. If they, um, if they truly embrace the hate, the social media team for Texas would already have a ta- hashtag that's like leave your mark or something like that. And they would be ready to go 11 and one and get to the semifinal in the big 12 and get matched up with an SEC team. And then the SEC brags, oh, we actually have three teams in the playoffs, not just two. Yeah. You uh you're trying to call your shot like Deckers. So if they uh if they if they do tweet that out, you leave your that. mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. Well um a, I like that. Leave uh, every everybody go on Twitter, follow uh at TCE SGPN. We will be live. Our new schedule starting next week will be Tuesday. We do our game of the week, and our game of the week for week number one is Coach Prime Dion, the new members next year in the Big 12. Going to Fort Worth against Sunny Dykes in year number two of the TCU Horn Frogs. Um, that'll be our game of the week. Every week we will go live Tuesdays for our game of the week. Thursdays will be our uh, preview and picks edition. Rush, what are we calling this again? Wait, oh, oh, the yeah. for our picks. Yeah, the pick, the pick. Oh, okay. So hold on, I got to get it right too. It's going to be. It's a tongue uh, twister. That's why no, I asked it you. Is. I was, yeah. It is. It's 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 a playoff of the day after tomorrow. The game day after tomorrow. The game day after tomorrow. That's, uh, I'm glad that you had it because I didn't have it. I was like, hey, it's something about tomorrow. So, yeah, the game day after tomorrow, that'll be Thursday. And then every Saturday after, uh, after the games conclude or during that BYU 10 o'clock window, we will go live um, reacting to all these games. So, we got Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then – Sneak peek two, we got our final season predictions, uh, TBD. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel where you got the college football experience, FCS. Shit, there's plenty of FCS games to bet on this weekend as well in week zero. Uh, college basketball fans, Texas fans, go check out that. I'm not as harsh on you in basketball, uh, even though you guys did screw me against Miami when you co- completely collapsed in that Elite Eight game, blowing that fucking 20-point lead. But it's all right. I will. I'll forgive you for one year. Did, did um, you get the photo that I sent you, Ryan? Were you able I did, to put that? Yes. Were you able to put that on the computer? Yes, and it is good call, Troy. I had it in here. Here you go. This is for the Texas fans. <laughs> so yes, I mean we're talking in the day and age. Talk about all your improving your brand. Oh, Don't forget God. about all your swimming and diving trophies, like that sorry ass reporter got sensitive about. So. Hey, you always got your swimming and diving trophy. As stack. as Rush and I, as uh, swimming and diving uh, almost professionals, uh, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm here to tell you the Stephen A. Smith clip. I'm here to tell you we don't care. <laughs> he he should have just left it at we went to the Elite Eight in basketball, and then we went to the. I, did they go to the College World Series? No, they lost to the Super Regional, right? I can't remember. I don't think no, they, the football they, season. They lost. They lost on the pop up. They lost in Texas yeah, yeah, fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah the oh, super regional. Yeah. yeah, of course they did. It's Texas, so they blew a twenty point lead in the elite eight, and then they dropped the pop up to go to Omaha. So, uh, and now they're going to go five and seven. So, yeah, horns down. Uh, Rambling Rush, tell everybody where to find you in your uh, horns down logo in the background. At Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. Also follow the West Virginia side of things, the Ryan and Rush Show. Uh, you're on lucky YouTube. you're not playing us. <laughs> subscribe on youtube to the ryan and rush show you guys can find me on the x at troy tuning just my full name t-r-o-y-c-h-e-w-n-i-n-g and um i can guarantee you there will be plenty plenty of texas memes um 
even if you're a Texas fan, I bet you'll find a couple of them pretty funny, especially if you're uh, sitting at five and four in the middle of the year and, and there's nothing, you know, you got to get some self-deprecating humor. Just come on over for a follow. I can let you know that Texas is not back and they will not be back this year either. Yep. And you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. There will be plenty of horns down tweet. Uh, Texas fans, get over there and watch the Florida Gator uh, uh, Netflix series because Urban Meyer is looking for a job. So when you go five and seven, you can always bring Urban to Austin headed into the SEC. Good luck, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we will see you next week for our final season predictions. And let it ride. Mm-hmm.